Hello, everyone, and welcome to My Pleasure, a podcast hosted by me and only me, forever and always, always and forever, your girl. So let's talk. We are recording this on a gloomy Sunday night. It is the night before Halloween. Is it? Wait, does that make it Halloween Eve? I think it does. Isn't this like technically the spookier night? Um, but there's a chill crisp in the air. I did a little walk. It is so jarring. I feel like summer lasted forever and I completely forgot that there's ever, that there ever could be other weather than summer because it was so hot for so long here in LA. I'm like, I'm just like confused that it's cool out. I'm like, where am I? When am I? I feel it's really just back to school energy, fall, like play me some Kelly Clarkson from 2005, just get me Chipotle after school. Uh, it's just a very familiar yet unfamiliar. Does that make sense? You'll have to tell me. Um, so let's get started. It's going to be very similar to last week. I'm going to do some questions. We've got our usual uh, segments, but some cu- a couple thoughts, a couple ideas. Let's get to it. I think this question was, got me excited because I have, I feel like I have a good, helpful answer here. And Penta X Jane on IG asked me, what to do when your body image is inconsistent? And for me, let me tell you, I, like everyone else I've ever known, have an inconsistent body image. So, by the way, also face image. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm just like, oh my God, I love myself. I look so cool. I love the way I dress. My body is sick. I'm beautiful. And then other times I'm like, I am, I'm a two. I'm, I hate everything I see. And I could just list every bad detail possible that I see. And I could go on and on. And because I straddle both of those points of view of myself, I have decided actively that I, when whenever I feel those bad things, I'm not going to listen. I'm going to be like, oh, this is the person I don't listen to. This is the side of me that I don't believe, I don't trust. This is me in a bad mood. I am not my mood. I don't believe everything I think. So I'm just going to let this pass because I could live in that. I could be like, oh my God, I'm so ugly. I'm old. I'm this. I'm that. I I could really live there, but I just choose not to. I'm just like, oh, I don't believe that person. And the same thing applies. Like, you know, here you're always like, you sometimes you'll be in a mood where you're like, I just don't want to do anything. I don't, I don't want to do that. I've always now made it a habit to check in with myself and be like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 this is not you. Close your eyes, put the phone down, wait until you're in a better mood and make decision, just decisions from that place. I make my decisions for my life from that better place that I can be in. And I save that other sadder, weird, bad place for like, to just put a pause and try not to move forward on anything. And that actually sort of goes along with another thing I wanted to talk about today, 
which is a word that I feel has been weaponized against me for years. And the word is lazy. I feel like people I know have called me lazy in the past. And it was something that I always just accepted. I was like, oh yeah, I guess I'm just a lazy person. Okay, people say it, so I must be. And I remember then I was in therapy once and I casually referenced it, right? I was like, well, you know, I'm lazy, blah, blah, blah. And my therapist was like, what? I was like, well, yeah, I'm lazy. And she's like, I don't really think you are. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she just gave me some evidence as to why she didn't think I was. And I was like, wait, am I not? And then I realized years later, literally as recently as the last few months, bro, everyone is lazy. Everyone is not lazy and everyone is lazy. Like everyone would probably prefer to to lay down and get rest when they need it. Everyone would probably prefer not to uh, do things they're not in that mood to do. And so I feel like certain people have observed that in me and especially, you know, I don't want to call anyone out and I'm not going to, but there is someone who it got back to me where they, you know, were going around calling me lazy. And when I really broke it down after believing them, after letting their opinion of me affect me and then deciding, wait, let's break this down, what I realized was that person just had an idea and a project that they wanted me to work on that I didn't like. And so I didn't want to do it. And so then they, to protect their ego, referred to me as lazy. And respect, (laughs) respect, but you're wrong about me and you're not going to weaponize that against me. Because you know what? I am lazy. I'm a human. I want to lay down. I want to lay down. I have to work and put effort in so that I don't just lay down all day every day and become goo. But like that doesn't mean I'm I'm bad or I'm different than others and you know like I'm human. And I know that seems I actually think that does feel like a really big theme of this whole podcast is like me just discovering that I'm a fucking human being. I'm not better than anyone else. I'm not worse than anyone else. Like we all are very similar and my just like my little dog donut wants to lay down, so do I. That doesn't make me fucking lazy. Fuck everyone who made me think that. Not really. I'm sending peace and love, but a little bit of a fuck. Um, where else? There was another question. Was there another question? I don't know, actually. I did want to announce, if you haven't heard Hot For My Name, my stand-up special is streaming on YouTube. You can watch that for free anytime on YouTube. I am on tour in December. Tickets are at estheronice.com. Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, Phoenix. Those are the announcements. Now, someone asked me if I could source for the My Pleasure family new words for, because you know how we we replaced um, obsessed and excited? I think we replaced them with, fuck, I forgot. I know we replaced excited with energized, 
But someone asked me for new words for vibes and energy. And I agree, those are words that do need replacements. And I, I don't know that, I don't know if I nailed it, but I have some options for you. So we're again, like this is our segment where we try to give some different words than reusing the same words over and over again. Because I, like everyone else on the internet, was saying obsessed and excited way too much that those words lost their meaning and it just is like lame. So the new words I'm presenting to you are spirit, passion, and climate. So I think climate works like, oh, I love the climate here. As instead of saying, I love the vibes, I love the climate. And then passion... I think passion is more of a replacement for excited because it's like, I'm so passionate about this. That is, passion is definitely a word that I've been using more lately and I'm, I'm just loving it. I'm signing off on it and I'm just passing it along, sharing it with you. And then spirit, I don't know how to use that one. <laughs> I love the spirit of what you're saying. I love the spirit of the this art. I love this, that kind of thing. That's what, that's what we're working on in our little cult that we're building. So, uh, those are the new words. Wait, I had something else to say. Oh, no. What was it? Oh, yeah. I asked you guys if we could do a My Pleasure Reddit and someone made one. So if you want to participate over there, I think it's just like Reddit slash my pleasure podcast. So I just wanted to let you guys know there's like a place to hang out. And okay, let's go to segments. I've got an anti-sadness. It's a little specific for me, but I really need to this week make sure I take my Lexapro every day at the same time because sometimes I forget to take it and then I forget if I took it or not. That's actually, wait, the real problem is not forgetting to take it. It's forgetting if you took it. So I need to like really, you know, been on antidepressants for two years. I should realistically have figured this out by now, but you know how it is. It is hard. So I this week want to make sure I take it like every morning before I go to work or whatever it is. Like I got to take it because it really does give me superpowers. That's how I feel. Like I just feel so confident. Again, this could even be such an argument for the placebo effect because just knowing that I took it makes me feel better. It makes me feel like I'm protected from like an anxiety spiral. And so I'm just maybe like my anti-sadness is just knowing that I took it, making sure I know, and then feeling the benefits of just even the bare minimum placebo effect of like, I'm covered. My crush of the week couldn't be fucking nerdier. My crush of the week. Oh my God. I'm, it's so hard to say. It's so embarrassing to say. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Fall crisp air is my crush of the week. Just walking outside, taking in the wind, taking in the fall energy, spirit, climate. It, it's a really energizing moment for me. And so that's my crush. I love feeling, again, like that back to school feeling. It just, it kind of expands your mind into a different, mm, a different season. 
and like, okay, well, this fall, what do I want to do? Who do I want to be this fall? How do I want to dress? How do I want to feel? What do I want to eat and cook and drink for my latte? Like, I just, I love a fresh start. Any, you know, I love to turn the corner and any, any new fresh start. That's why I love New Year so much because I just love to sit down and plan for the new year. And I think fall, a new season is like such a good opportunity for that too. My taste of the week is anything where eggs and avocado are coexisting. I've just realized that those two meal items, they work so well together. They really, if you have eggs and avocado, you can add anything, any third wheel into that coupling and you're good. You have a great breakfast, a great meal. I would say a tortilla, eggs and avocado, maybe some cheese maybe something else, salsa. But really, the eggs and the avocado are the most important thing. Eggs and avocado, bread. Eggs and avocado, hash brown. Like, those two together, they're my best friends. They're my family. They're my spirit. I love them. The hot girl homework, oh my god, I thought it said, (laughs) the hot girl homework, I thought said, have really good breath, but it's not that, because that'll never happen for me. I I try. I haven't gotten complaints about my breath in a long time, but I fear that's just because people respect me more and don't want to say it to my face. So it is like always this constant nightmare is everyone talking behind my bath back about how bad my breath is. That may be the case I've had to let go. That fear may be true. I got to let go. I got to do what I can on my part to make my breath better. If you don't know... I used to have really bad breath. And when I went to doctors, they were like, yeah, it's because you don't chew your food well enough. So what that means is like I was eating my food. I was inhaling it, eating it way too fast without chewing it thoroughly. And then because it was not chewed well, there was like chunks of food rotting in my stomach causing me to have bad breath. That's right. I just admitted that on this podcast and I've admitted it before. I don't care. But I'm just saying like really good breath. I do what I can, but I'm not, I'm not Jesus. I can't fix everything. But actually the hot girl homework has nothing to do with breath this week. It's I want to take a really good bath. Like I think the hot girl homework for you, if you can do like a really good therapeutic bath. And for me, that means some Epsom salts. That means a body scrub and really scrubbing down my legs and just getting dead skin off. Um, it means probably shaving, but maybe not. I wear a lot of skirts in the movie, so I have been trying to stay on top of shaving. And also when I shave my underarms, I don't smell as bad. <laughs> so I try to do that, but only for that reason. I don't care about underarm hair. Man, I'm really gross today. But that's just, like, you gotta be yourself. You gotta be yourself. What's the point if you're not gonna be yourself? Top five. Top five ways to get over a breakup. You guys have been asking me. I've seen a lot of questions about how to get over a breakup. So I'm just gonna, like, throw five little tidbits at you. One, go to the library, bitch, and check out a lot of books. This is something that I like to do when I go to my parents' house, 
especially when I used to go home for two weeks and I knew like I had these, this two weeks ahead of me with no plans, nothing to do. It's going to be cold. I'm going to be cooped up. I would go to the library and just get like 12 books, all from various different subjects. Like some would be cookbooks, some would be self-help, some would be like, you know, adventurous choices, whatever, interesting nonfiction books, novels. And then you have all these different choices of new things in your home, in your possession to flip through, to look through, to make your life, make you feel better, to entertain you. So just going to the library and stocking up and paying attention to the return date so you make sure that you're organized and you get everything back in time. That's something that I struggle with. But make sure you do that if you're going to. But I think that's really good advice just if a breakup because I'm assuming when you do go through a breakup, you have you have more time to yourself, right? Like all the time you used to spend with that other person, you now need to figure out how to fill that time. That's basically your main job as a person going through a breakup. And so you kind of need to become a little bit of an event planner for yourself. And the next thing on my list is organizing your time so that you have specific things to do each day and scheduled things that you can look forward to. That can be pr- plans with friends, you know, whatever it is. Next would be making social effort. That could be like pro- posting more on social media, texting more friends, inserting yourself, asserting yourself, being like, hey, I'm going through this. I'm looking for friends to go for walks, blah, 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 all these things. And then just attending the things you're invited to. This is something that I... I don't love to do, but I know that whenever I was single going through a breakup, I always made it a point to say yes to any invitation that came my way because that's the only real way to socialize and meet new people like by accident. And that's so fun. Next, I would say lean on family. That's really the time when you're going through a breakup to call your mom, your sibling, your relatives, whoever you have, a little more, lean on them. They'll be happy to be there for you, I think. And lastly, most important, I believe, when it comes to filling that time and space that's created by the person not being there anymore, picking up new hobbies. For me, this would be walking, coloring with markers. I love coloring with markers. I don't like colored pencils or crayons. Fuck that. I like markers. Maybe going to a craft store, just going like truly back to basics, picking out like freaking Legos, just anything, 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 which brings me to the next topic. I have a pet peeve and it's a weird one because it seems like a good thing, but it's double-sided. I really don't like when people say, whatever you want, I'll do anything, whatever you want me to do whatever you need, just tell me. I've learned this is a way, this is a cop out and I'm guilty of it. I'm any, by the way, anything that I have that's a pet peeve, I'm always going to be guilty of. That's why I, it's even come to my attention probably. But like that feels like it's coming from a good place when you say it. But ultimately what you're doing is placing the burden on the other person to have to tell you what to do. There are times and places in my life where I, that's good. There are, I'm a little bossy, bossy girl. I, bossy girl, that was not, whatever. I can be very bossy. 
sometimes I just want five people to show up and say whatever you want. And I'm like, let's go. We're doing this, this, and this. And I'm taking charge. These are the plans. We're eating here at this time. There's no changing it. It's my way or the highway. I have those moods for sure. I probably have those moods more than most people. But I do think it can be a cop-out to say whatever you want because sometimes people, sometimes I'll tell, I'll have to tell Dave when he says, oh, anything, whatever you want for dinner. Sometimes I'll say to him, that's like saying, that's like offering no ideas. And I think I can be a particularly tricky person because sometimes I really do want him to say whatever you want, but sometimes I don't. And I saw this TikTok was like, oh, a lot of men will traditionally be like, whatever you need, whatever you want. And then like that leaves the burden of project management for like a household on the woman or, you know, the other partner. And I found that interesting. I don't think that I'm in that kind of situation because if you think I can project manage a household, you're nuts. And no one I know is nuts enough to think that about me who knows me. So I'm not in that boat, but I do feel for people who are in that position. And I think it is just important for all of us, you know, to be responsible participants in society to like offer up some ideas or even say, do you want to be in charge or do you want help? You know, whatever it is, this is just me rambling, you know, is it interesting? I I don't know. I don't know. But these are the thoughts that I have and I'm sharing them because usually that makes me feel better. And again, this show is for my pleasure. Why am I being so defensive? Okay, I also saw something on TikTok that jogged my memory back to childhood so vividly. And it was about, it was, a, oh my God, it was a woman who was a teacher And basically it was like her making fun of her student for asking the student, like obviously not to their face. It was like, it wasn't mean, but just being like, my student invited me to over to play. And she's like, no. And it reminded me that I feel like I so was that kid in elementary school who like liked the teacher a little too much and really wanted them to come over and play. And I'm wondering if that's universal, if that's common, if that's something you guys did. It just, it seems so bizarre and creepy and boundary crossing now to like look back and think of that. But it is such a real feeling of being with a teacher and like loving how they play and being in like all the attention and how interactive and good of a playmate they are and wanting to bring them home. Gosh, I can really be a creep. Even even elementary school kids can really just be little creeps. Little girls can be creeps too. Maybe that should be on a t-shirt. Another random thought I had this week about was how one of the curses of life, I believe, is that there's no true finish line. Like... I feel for many years, I always wanted there to be a finish line. I always wanted to get to a certain point in life and then it's like, ah, I'm done. I can relax now. And everything is just all cocktails on the beach. I've never had a cocktail. I've never had a cocktail on a beach, but that's what I envision. Like laying in the sand, 
and you're looking out at the ocean and you're sipping on something that tastes good, that makes you feel fun. And that's life now. You did all the hard parts and now it's all relaxing and sunshine and, and clouds and good food and rest and naps and sleep and comfy clothes and laughing and smiling and pretty makeup. No, there's no, that's never happening. There's no finish line. Like, I really wanted that for so long and I never even really envisioned what I thought that was, but I just thought like, oh, you work, 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 and then you just rest. And I've learned through accomplishing certain goals of mine that once you get to those quote unquote finish lines that you think are there, nothing changes. You don't become a new person. You don't, you're not fixed. You're still you. And I think this is a common thing that we all sort of deal with, which is, Maybe we all have this, for lack of a better term, or just for ease of simplifying it, we all have this hole in us, right? Like, and maybe we all have a specific idea of what thing will fill that hole in us. And I know for me, it was obviously like being an actress on TV and having my own stand-up special. And I know for some people, and even for me as well in the past, like having a, a significant other. It could be having children. It could be buying a home. It could be um, getting a certain, like m- getting through med school. Like there could be millions of things that it is for you. But what I have really learned ultimately is that doesn't exist. Like you can accomplish those things and it is wonderful to accomplish things you set out to accomplish, but that will that will not fill a hole in you and that will not instantly transform your life into cocktails on the beach forever and ever and ever happily ever after that's that's a myth I do think cocktails on the beach is more of a moment that you can experience and it's not a lifetime and for some whatever the fuck reason maybe I'm just so lazy that I was so motivated to work, work, do my thing to get to this finish line and then realizing the finish line is not existent and every day you have to wake up and challenge yourself and accomplish things and do stuff and and earn it. Like you have to wake up every day and earn it. And that sucks. It sucks. But once I stop resisting it and just accepting that I have to earn it every day, like it really has helped me a lot. I think Lexapro has helped me with like realizing that because I think just for the simple fact that it just like helps regulate my brain or whatever, I don't know. Or it's a scam and the pharmaceutical companies are controlling my brain with it. Like who knows, but it's probably not that. It's probably not that. (sighs) Ah. Do you guys have a favorites section on your phone? You know, like where you, you on your phone, and you, if you have an iPhone, like the contacts, and then you have the favorites where it's like all your favorite contacts. You know that I haven't been, have not been mature enough of a person to handle having a favorites section in my phone for the last like five years, I've had to take it off my phone because I was becoming such an obsessive loser over it that I was like, this is toxic. I created a toxic environment in my favorites 
section of my iPhone that I had to be eradicated from my life. I couldn't, I was losing sleep. I was literally like taking people out, adding them in based on like what my recent interactions were. And especially I remember like early in my relationship with Dave, like if we had like an issue, I would take him off of it. And then I like would forget to put them on. And and then there are certain friends I'd be like, they don't belong here anymore. Like my parents, no, fuck them. They're not like, I just wanted to share with you that if you have a toxic relationship with the favorite section of your phone, fucking delete it. That said, I'm like thinking of bringing it back into my life because I feel like it could be fun. Ooh, I'm, I'm getting drawn back to that toxic energy. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share that. There's no, there's nothing more to say. Um, honestly, I feel like that might be it for today. Kind of a, you know, kind of a quickie. We're just kind of staying in the rhythm of things. I've got two more weeks left of filming my movie. I am so... I've never been simultaneously so energized by something, but so exhausted by it because it is so much work. And I'm like trying to stay present every moment to make it as good as I possibly can be, can make it. And it's so energizing. Like I'm working with people I just love and I feel like we've all banded together to make a creative art project. And that's just my most like fulfilling ideal situation. But it is. Is taking a lot out of me. And I'm really excited to talk more about it. Um, honestly, just like out of respect for everyone working on it. I really never know like what are the rules of what to talk about, what not to. But once I know I have the green light to spill, I have so much to spill. And I also wait. Okay. Literally like I was so afraid of doing night shoots, you know, where you like start the day at 5 p.m. And you finish the day at 5 a.m. I was so, I feared it so much. And then like after two days of it, I just became addicted to it. And I've become a person that like loves that schedule now. Of course, this week we go back to morning. So it's over. Party's over. But I just, I love the feeling of staying up late with people. I think it goes back to just all the sleepovers I had as a kid. Like that is just always going to be this fun, energizing thing for me. And I got to say, I'm really loving the 5 a.m. schedule, which is more so that's always been more what Dave leans towards and I lean away from. So I wonder what my life could look like if Dave and I ever like team up and we both stay up till 5 a.m. every night and just become weirdos. Maybe I'm manifesting that for us. 2023. But you guys, that's it for today. I really appreciate your participation. You get a participation sticker. I really think the world of you and I I just want to send love and support and appreciation and like I kind of want to make a toxic comment about haters even though I don't, there's no one coming to mind, but I just know they're out there. You know how I know? Because I'm having so much fun. I love doing this podcast. I love that you guys tune in every week and it just makes me feel, makes me feel vulnerable. It makes me feel vulnerable to an attack of like hatred. And so I'm like, that's a little bit in the back of my mind, which is so a bummer and pointless to bring up, but I appreciate you guys. Thank you for showing up with me every week. 
I hope you have a great week. Don't forget your hot girl homework. I already forgot. What is it? I'll remind you. It's to take a really good bath. (laughs) All right, you guys. We'll see you next week.